a little bit of fun. In case you don't know, today we're talking about the hymn, the carol, O Come All Ye Faithful. Christmas is about Emmanuel, God with us. It answered prayers, realized dreams, refreshed hope. How could we help but sing? And that's what we're doing this Christmas season, is exploring the songs that give us reason, that talk about the reason for singing, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. O come, all ye faithful. Today, week two, we're talking about this carol, originally written in Latin. Does anybody here know any Latin? Anybody online know some Latin? All right, well, does anybody know the original Latin title of this song? Elizabeth, do you actually know it? Say it a little louder. It was written in 1841. For those of you online, my wife is being snippy this morning. Or has a lot of attitude. Written by John Francis Wade in 1841 in Latin. It was translated in, sorry, no, it was written in the 18th century, translated to English in 1841. This is why I have notes written down in front of me. By a guy named Frederick Oakley. And that's where we get, O come all ye faithful. It's a carol that has stood the test of time and has just been sung throughout the ages. Why don't we sing that song and watch this video together of O come all ye faithful. Joyful and triumphant. Go ahead, Chad. Now this is absolutely one of my most favorite Christmas carols. O come let us adore him. O come all ye faithful. And if I tell you the reason why, you might just laugh at me a little bit. And so, you know, back when little Gary was little, um, we got satellite TV, which was like a huge deal because we had like more than CBC on the TV. And, you know, they have like these throwback channels that you could watch. And so I used to watch the Brady Bunch, like from way back when, right? And so we'd watch the reruns, obviously. And in 1988, I believe... Uh, the Brady Bunch did a Christmas reunion movie of sorts, and maybe you've seen it. And at the end of the movie, there's this really highly dramatic, super cheesy scene where the dad is trapped in this structure that has collapsed because the builder cut corners and didn't follow the plans, blah, 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 blah. And so the wife starts singing, oh, come all ye faithful. The family joins, and it gives him this heroic strength to climb out of this ridiculously cheesy scene of him to climb out of the rubble of this building, and they all live happily ever after at Christmas. And... You know, it's so ridiculous. But ever since then, that song, Oh Come All Ye Faithful, has been my favorite Christmas hymn. And the more that I've gotten to know it, the more I understand what it means. And, and Oh Come All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant. Um, that might seem a little bit daunting to some of us this morning because uh, maybe this year, uh, how do you sing this song if you're not feeling very much joy? Right? On your worst day, I want to invite you to sing, Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful, fake smile, and triumphant. What do we do when we're not feeling very joyful? 
Um, what do we do if we're not feeling very triumphant? Maybe we're walking through a season, maybe we've been through seasons where we're feeling just completely defeated. How do we sing this song, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant? Maybe we don't feel those things. Maybe we don't feel faithful. That's a big challenge. God has told you, he's called you to do something, but what you're facing is much harder to do than you thought. Maybe you're struggling with who God's called you to be. Maybe you're struggling with what God has called you to do. And maybe you haven't been faithful in doing the things that God wants for your life. Now, the beautiful thing, of course, about our Savior and our King is that we're not defined by our mistakes. We're not defined by how we don't listen. When we actually take a moment... We actually stand before God, we take a minute before him, and we confess and we repent and we come to him with humility. He doesn't define us, he doesn't call us by our sin, he calls us by our name. And when we invite him to come into our life, it doesn't make it you know, all better and all go away, but it just reveals his love. It reveals how big God is, that nothing can separate us from his love. And so when we take that step of faith and we move forward, say, God, I haven't been faithful. God, I'm not feeling very joyful. I've definitely not felt very triumphant. I'm very defeated. God, maybe I'm not doing what you've told me or asked me or called me to do, but here I am. The moment we say, here I am, the moment we take that step of faith, that step closer to him, his arms are already open towards us and say, come to me, my child. Come to me, my child. Maybe you are on the triumphant side. Maybe this year you're more defeated than victorious. Maybe you've reached a point in your life, in your family, in your job, at work. You're not where you thought you would be. Maybe you've worked your entire life. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're halfway there. Maybe you're just starting out. And you're just like, hey, you know, I graduated high school. I graduated college. I've worked for a couple of years. Whatever stage of life that you're in, maybe you're like, hey, I finished kindergarten this year, and I'm not where I want to be in life. That would be kind of crazy to hear kids say that. But maybe you're just not where you expected to be in life, and you pause and you think about that, and you kind of go, well, what in the world did I just do this last season of my life? How in the world did I end up here? Like, what is going on? You might be singing, O Come All Ye Faithful. It's funny, in my notes I said you might be sinning, O Come All Ye Faithful. Just a fun fact. You might be singing, O Come All Ye Faithful, joyful and triumphant, but you're thinking that joy isn't very big these days. Maybe you feel like joy, may I suggest, you know, this, this works, I think. If you're not feeling very joyful, may I suggest to you a shopping mall? Not a lot of amens to that one. Right? Why don't we, if we're not feeling very joyful, why don't we just go buy something new and shiny? All right, the old stuff's not working. I'll just get the new stuff. All right, so, uh, so we were away last weekend, and we, we told you why and everything that we were doing. But uh, we had some time together to, to go shopping. Now, we're from northern Ontario now. Like, I mean, I'm, I grew up in northern Ontario. So, like, shopping mall is like inner city in Thunder Bay, right? Like, woo, big city, Thunder Bay. Well, you go to a big city in Toronto, big city mall, it's a little bit bigger and different than inner city mall in Thunder Bay. And when you go on last weekend, does anybody know what was significant about last weekend? It was Black Friday, 
and Black Friday all weekend long because it, it pours into Saturday and it pours into Sunday. And we're like, oh, we'll go do some Christmas shopping for the kids because the kids aren't with us and we can make this happen. And we're like, hey, Black Friday sales. We could get new cell phones. Our contracts are up now. And so, you know, that'll bring us joy, right? And so we go to the mall, and Elizabeth, she's not like me. She likes her Samsung phone. So we go to the cell phone store, and like, we don't have any in stock. Why don't you go to the Samsung store? Okay, we'll go to the Samsung store. We go to the Samsung store. That's really hard to say a lot, by the way. And we walk in there, and like, yeah, we can give you a really good deal. And this is like no big deal at all. Sure, we can get you set up. And like, I don't know how long it took. But when you sign up for a new cell phone, it seems like it just takes forever. And, like, we're hungry at this point. Like, we haven't had our lunch yet. We're getting tired because we're still wearing our dress clothes. I'm like, I have my change of clothes in the bag. I'd like to just go hide behind, like, these beautiful, like, crazy displays, these curtains, like, in the store. Like, they got the tall ceilings and stuff. You know how tempting it was to go hide in those curtains and just change our clothes in the middle of the mall? Like uncomfortable, like hungry, my feet are now tired because we've been walking, and we're just standing there waiting to get this ridiculous cell phone because it's going to bring us joy. So if you want joy, go buy something. It'll make you happy, I promise. I'm, I'm kidding. Don't take me seriously in that moment. But something that was supposed to bring fun and joy kind of turned into us being tired, hungry, hot, uncomfortable, and believe it or not, even Pastor Gary gets impatient. Uh, so many things can rob and steal us from the joy that we, we have. Um, <laughs> talking about feeling defeated. Um, have you ever just had one of those days? Okay, so that day for me this week was Thursday. Everything I did on Thursday failed. Everything I tried to do on Thursday couldn't happen because something didn't work. And just as I thought I had something working, something going my way, the power goes out and I can't finish what I need to do. Had a bit of a scare this week as our soundboard wouldn't turn back on either. And I'm like, well, this is just great. This is Thursday. I'm so glad tomorrow comes. I'm not, and then, so Thursday I'm writing the message. Right? I'm writing this message about being joyful, triumphant, and nothing is working. My computer won't even turn on on Thursday. The battery completely dead. The power cord for it not working, not turning on. So I go, okay, I'll start filming my Christmas devotionals videos. I do the second, first one, second one. I'm in the middle of the third one. The power goes out, and I'm kind of in the dark filming this video. I was like, I have 24 of these things that I need to get done. Nothing is working. And then I'm like, okay, I'll get the pen and the paper out, and I'll go back to writing my sermon about being faithful and joyful and triumphant. The power comes back on. Praise the Lord. We have a victory. Hallelujah. Youth starts Thursday night. I go to the soundboard to turn it on, and it's just stuck. It's digital. So, like, you can't even take it apart and fix it yourself. It's stuck. All it says is loading, loading, loading. I'm like, well, sometimes it's a little bit stubborn when you unplug it and it just takes a minute. So unplug it, plug it back in, because the first tech response thing that you do when something doesn't work, you unplug it and you plug it back in. You turn it off, you turn it back on, right? That's the first so I did all of that, nothing. I'm like, great. It's just great. Because I get the Scottish accent out when things get tense. 
All right, I'll go back to writing my sermon about being joyful, faithful, and triumphant. Thursday night comes for youth. I thought, okay, we'll get it working. We'll get it working. No problem. I brought, you know, I had a solution for youth that night. Katie's doing a great job up here teaching kids about Jesus, and I'm in the back cursing at the soundboard under my breath. Not really, but wanting to. I'm like, just work, would you? Like, come on, I'm texting my friend, Chris. I'm like, any ideas? Because he's pretty good with this stuff. He's like, nothing. And I'm like, she's like yelling at me from the front, like, next slide, Gary, next slide, Gary. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just lost. I'm not being very faithful right now to my job that I'm supposed to be doing back here. Anyways, some days we're just not feeling very victorious. And so we sing this song, Oh, come all ye faithful. And I have to ask the question, well, who on earth are you calling God to be faithful? Because I'm not feeling very faithful right now. Well, here's the good news for us this morning. In the middle of my day on Thursday, whatever, Friday came and we got everything working. It's fantastic. Miracles, I tell you. But if God isn't calling the faithful, because he's not, I'll tell you why in a second. Who is he calling? Well, if you want to know an answer to a question about God, where do you go? Most people just say, hey, Pastor Gary. Ring, ring, Pastor Gary. But did you know most answers about God you could probably find in the Bible? Isn't that crazy? The, I mean, the, the words that he wrote to us, we could find everything we need to know. But it's, it's in there. It's crazy. Anyways, you're allowed to call me, by the way. Just I'm not throwing you under the bus. So who does Jesus call? God, who, who are you calling? If you're not calling the faithful, who are you calling? And in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, this is what Jesus says. This gives us a clue as to who in the world God is actually calling. Jesus says, come to me, all who are faithful, joyful, and triumphant. No. What does he say? Come to me, all who are weary, heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me. So who's he calling? He's calling the weary and the burdened. Oh, really? Oh, I know what it's like to be weary. I know what it's like to be burdened. God's calling me. Okay, I can work with this. Matthew 9, 12 to 13, Jesus calls somebody else. On hearing this, Jesus says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. You know what? I hate going to the doctor when I'm healthy. Like, why do I need a checkup? If they didn't give me a checkup, then they're going to know something's wrong. I was fine before I went to the doctor, right? Isn't that how it works? On hearing this, he said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. I'm sorry to our doctor. I know we got some doctors and medical professionals. I'm just teasing you. I love you. It's not the healthy who needs a doctor, but it's the sick. For I have not come to call the righteous, but who did he call? The sinners. Any sinners in the room this morning? Not you guys. No way. Not me. What a relief to know that God is not calling the faithful. Because if he was calling the faithful, there would be nobody in God's family except for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen? 
He is calling the weary, the burdened, and, he call, and he's calling us the sinners. You and definitely me. You know, we could rewrite the song a little bit. Oh, come all ye sinners, weary, heavy, burdened. Oh, come ye to Bethlehem. No, I don't think they were going to sing that, are we? But here's what the amazing thing about Jesus is. As he calls us as sinners, as he calls us that we're weary, he calls us when we're burdened. He says, come to me and what? I will give you rest. When we're weary, when we're tired, what's the best thing to do? Rest. If we're burdened, what's the best thing to do? Just give it to Jesus because he can handle it. The best thing about coming to Jesus as a sinner, as someone who's broken and burdened and beaten down, feeling defeated, feeling depressed, sad, lonely, anxious, fill in whatever word you need to fill in there today. The best part about bringing that to Jesus is that he never leaves us there. He never leaves us in that moment. He brings us through. So why we put the word change on the wall because we could come to him, whoever we are, wherever we're from, whatever our background, whatever we've done, we can come to him no matter what. But the beauty of the gospel of Jesus is that he never leaves us the same. He transforms us. I don't know what brought you here this morning, whether it was routine, faithfulness, something you do, but at some point in your life, on some point with all of us, I'm sure, or we're waiting for it to still happen, we've had some sort of divine moment with God and he told you to go to church. You've probably heard my story. God used me to drag my mother to church almost literally as a young child. I came home from day and I said, Mom, we're going to start going to church. I think I was five years old. And she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, yep, and we're going to go to the one by our house. We went to every other church in town. And I said, no, this is not the church God wants us to go to. We finally went to New Life Assembly in Sioux Lookout. And I said, yep, this is the church we're going to. My mom's like, I never want to go back there again. Two weeks later, she says, I can't not go back. Some of us at some point have had some sort of encounter with God or we're searching for that encounter with God to say, Lord, there's got to be something more. Lord, I need you. In these moments, we realize as we follow Jesus, and I think back to our own story. You know, my mom was certainly far from God that first Sunday that we walked into church. Even though I didn't really know it, even though God was calling me, and I didn't know what that meant, of course, at five years old. You know, I was a sinner walking into that church that first Sunday morning I ever walked in. I'm so thankful that God never left me the same. He didn't say, yep, you're a sinner, that's fine, come on. And he said, no, it's a sinner, let's, let's clean you up, let's wash you. Let's wash your sins, let's make you white as snow. Let's take that burden, that weight, the guilt that you feel, let's, let's clean that up from you. You don't have to feel that way anymore. That's not who I've called you to be. I've called you to walk in freedom. You don't need to be that anymore. He's made us a new creation. So if Jesus calls us and we're no longer weary sinners, what does Jesus help us become? He helps us become a new creation. He takes us somewhere. He takes us on this incredible journey of faith. Jesus helps us become faithful. He takes us on this incredible journey of faith and he helps us become faithful. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus because 
As Hebrews tells us, he's the author and perfecter of our faith. You can find that in Hebrews 12, verse 2. Jesus gives us faith. He gives it to us, and then he goes about perfecting it in us. Do we get it right all the time? Of course not. But we come with humility. We come with grace. We come into his mercy, and he makes us faithful again and again and again. But how does he do that, Pastor Gary? How does he make us faithful? Well, did you know the Bible has an answer to that question too? Romans 10. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Hearing God's word builds our faith. When we hear God's word, it builds our faith. I'm going to say it again. When we hear God's word, it builds our faith. You know, you think for someone talking about the Word, I would have brought the physical Bible up with me this morning. I put all the verses in my notes because then it doesn't crowd the table. But you could read story after story after story after story of how faithful God has been through generation to generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. I could probably hand the microphone to some of you and you can talk about how God has been faithful in your own life again and again and again and again. I can remember as a teenager, I knew that I was called by God at a young age to serve him, to follow him, to be faithful. And there was a few times in my life where I decided that I didn't really want to. Not really for a long season, but there was just other things that I wanted to do that I knew that if I included God, he'd probably change my mind. And so sometimes we just ignore God. And there was times in my life I just kind of ignored him for a little while. You know, he would... As, as Revelation says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, I'll open it and I'll come in. I definitely heard him knocking. I definitely didn't open the door because I knew who it was. It's kind of like when the telemarketers call and you see the phone and you would just ignore them because, you know, or, or, you know, whatever they're calling you, asking you for money or whatever, it's a scammer that's calling. You just know that you're ignoring it. I, I've had that moment with God. Hey, I know what you're going to say, God, when I open the door. I don't want to hear it right now. I am so thankful that God is patient. I'm so thankful that God is full of grace. I'm so thankful that God is full of mercy. That the time came when I said, oh yeah, I I should have opened that door a long time ago. I wish I would have. I'm so glad that by the time I did, he was still there knocking. He was still there knocking, waiting to come in. Because our God's faithful. So we hear his word. We can do his word. What's encouraging, you can read in Isaiah 43, 2-3. If you're not feeling very triumphant today, this is probably a good verse for you as well. It says, when you pass through deep waters, I'm with you. When you go through the situations that life will throw at you, I am with you. Even though you're going to walk through fire, I'm with you and you won't get burned. Our God is faithful. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. This verse reminds me, it is going to be okay. Maybe it's hard right now, but it is going to be okay. You can still sing the song, O come all ye faithful, because our God is faithful, and you are going to be okay. That is the hope that we talk about today. That is the hope that we sing about in these Christmas carols. And every time we take a moment and we trust him, it builds our faith just a little bit more. Every time we read a story in the Bible of God's faithfulness, it builds our faith just a little bit more. 
you know, it's, it's kind of like jumping off the deep end a little bit. You know, you, you, we teach our kids how to swim, right? I had this moment when I was a little kid. My mom said, Gary, just learn to ride your bike in the water, and you will float on top of the water. It's a miracle. I didn't believe her. And we were at my aunt's, we were at my aunt's house visiting her for a summer. I was young. And we're racing across the pool, and I had one of those little water rings around my waist, and so I'd like push off the wall, and we'd just swim to the other side of the pool. Well, I, push, I wanted to win, right? So I push off the wall as hard as I can, and the ring slips off. And I just straight to the bottom of the pool. And I kicked so hard, I rode my bike so fast, I came flying out of the water, like nothing like a seal or a dolphin going for a ball. And I stood on the pool deck, I'm never going back in that pool again. You tricked me, mommy, and I don't want to do that. But I swam. She taught me, she taught me, I had no idea that I could do it, but I did it. One of our kids had a similar experience a couple years ago in the Terrace Bay pool. Just jumped right in, had, knew how to swim, or sort of knew how, and she jumped in the pool and kind of just let her go a little bit, and then she's like, I said, you know, if you let go, you're probably going to sink, but you know how to swim. No, I don't want to let go, and then they got playing, they let go, and she started to sink and her eyes got really big under the water. I'm, st- I'm standing right there, kind of at the arm's reach. The lifeguard looks over, thinking that she's about to have to jump in the pool to save her. I said, you, you just watch. She's got this. And again, she came flying out of the water. She knew how to swim. She's wearing a blue dress this morning, in case you know which child that is. You know, some of us, especially if we've gone through trials before, or we've been hurt, we've gone, we've been broken before. It can be really hard for us to trust that God has done a work in us. That first step into the pool, that first step forward can be incredibly difficult. But, you know, as we read the story in the life of David, following God is a wild, crazy adventure, and it's sometimes life-threatening. That's why he writes to him, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not just a, a, a nice poem that we read. No, David, when he writes this poem, is literally saying, hey, like, I could die at any moment. My enemy could catch up with me, and I'm finished. But I know that I know that I know my God is with me. You know, I, I believe that God makes us stronger than we think sometimes, more resilient than we think He helps us become more faithful. And becoming more faithful means sometimes taking a step of faith. Not a blind step. Not just a blind risk. We don't just jump into the deep end without training. But it takes a lot that first time you jump off the diving board. It takes a lot the first time you go out on your own. But he helps us become more faithful. Number two, Jesus helps us become more joyful. You can find that in the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, and that is joy. You find that in Galatians chapter 5. Did you know that an apple tree produces apples because it's an apple tree? The most profound thing Pastor Gary said all morning was that an apple tree produces apples because it's an apple tree. Did you guys know that? Wow, that's fantastic. Did you know it doesn't have to work any harder to produce an apple? It can't just squeeze out an apple. It just doesn't work. It's the same with us. We find this amazing eternal joy when we're in right relationship with God. Now, don't confuse with joy 
and with happiness. Um, but joy comes when we become a new creation. Remember, that's what we started with. He doesn't leave us the same. He makes us a new creation. A fruit of the Spirit is living in us, and that is love, and it is joy. But joy and happiness, believe it or not, are worlds apart. Happiness, as you, I, I don't know who said this quote, happiness depends on happenings, but joy depends on Jesus. Happiness depends on happenings. What's going on with me right now? Do I really like what's going on with me right now? Do I not like what's going on with me right now? And the answer to that question determines the amount of happiness that I feel. Those feelings determine the state of our happiness. If I were to be hit by a car when I go home today and they dent my truck or write it off, I am not going to be a happy person. And I'm probably not going to get out of the truck singing the joy of the Lord is my strength. It probably is true. But joy comes from Jesus. Just like the song says, it's deep, deep, down, down, way down in my heart. That comes from something that is not of this world. The joy that we feel comes from something not from this world. And out of that overflow, a fruit of the spirit of love and joy comes out because happiness depends on happenings. Joy depends on Jesus. And this is why we see in Luke chapter 2, famous Christmas Christmas passage. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for who? All people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. A Savior. The one who brings us to a place of faith to overcome a dark world. A Savior to pull us out of misery into a place of joy, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Jesus helps us become more faithful. He helps us become more joyful. And if you haven't figured it out by now, Jesus helps us become what? Triumphant. Number three. Isaiah 9, 6-7. Greatest prophecy ever written. For unto us a child is born and a son is given. He will be a prince of peace, mighty God, wonderful counselor, everlasting father. Jesus has come to overcome the world. Fear not. These are exactly Jesus' words. Fear not, for I have overcome the world. He tells us, in this world you're going to have trouble. In this world you're going to have tribulation. But take heart, fear not, I have overcome the world. The world. I have overcome your misery. I've overcome your doubt. I've overcome whatever circumstance because I have overcome the world. Isaiah 9 6 to 7 is a pretty triumphant verse. The scripture is prophesying about a young baby who is we see today born at the manger scene. We look and we see Mary and Joseph and this little angelic being, this precious little baby right there. But understand this, that baby as he lays in the manger, he is a number of things. He is the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. He's the alpha and he's the omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus, this little baby, he's the author of life. He's the prince of peace. He's the author of our faith and he's the perfecter of it. He's the one who spoke everything into existence. Jesus is the bread of life and Jesus is our salvation. Amen. And as the song says, he is born the king of angels. 
and we have come to adore him for Christ, the Messiah, the Savior Christ, is the Lord. That is pretty triumphant. We have to understand who it is that fights for us. When we're facing the battle, we've sang this song a few weeks ago, Battle Belongs. Battle Belongs. God fights the battles for us. So that we can sing songs like, oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. We can try to fight on our own all we want. And we might even experience some success. But the fact of the matter is the success that we feel usually means that we've overcome another person. Which means we've really just put them down and defeated them. Though the triumph that Jesus brings, he, he overcomes even the darkness within ourselves. He defeats the sin in our life. He makes us victorious because he defeated death. He defeated everything that causes us harm. Elizabeth's going to come and we're going to sing this song as we close today. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Because our God is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and and the end. He's the Prince of Peace, the author of our faith, the perfecter of it. Jesus is the one who spoke everything into existence. He's the bread of life, and he is our salvation. Nothing else compares to the glory of God and the richest of who he is. So this morning, if you're not feeling faithful, joyful, or triumphant, that's okay. That's okay. Maybe that's the season you're in right now, but I pray and trust that by the end of the song, I pray that these next week, these next few days as we go, you'll remember that maybe we're not triumphant on our own, but with God, nothing is impossible. He is overcome. Maybe we're not feeling very happy due to some circumstances in our lives. It's okay. We can still have the joy of the Lord. Maybe we're not feeling very faithful. Maybe we've made a couple mistakes. Maybe we have the courage and the humility to come to God and say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Heal me. Make me clean. Let's sing the song together.